0: Welcome to the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Mystery Theater Presents I Love a Mystery Episodes 10, 11, and 12 of The Thing That Cries in the Night Tonight I am joined by Kirk, Ryan From the It's Too Wordy podcast And we are going to listen to the episodes and come right back and
1: discuss it The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love a Mystery Transcribed
2: But the police have just got to be right, Jack. The the, the shot that killed Job come from out on the porch. I know that. And and Faye, Hope, and Cherry and Grandma Martin was a setting right in this room with us. That's right. So they couldn't have done it if they'd wanted to. Looks that way, doesn't it? It not only looks that way, it is that way. What you keep nosing around this library for? What you expect to find? The answer. Answer? Answer to what? someone in this room killed Job. You're crazy. That's so? I'll be a bow-legged hypnosis if you ain't. What? Ain't we just admitted Job was shot from out on the porch? Doc, you're sure Reggie's up patrolling the second floor hallway? Of course he is. That's what you just told him to do, ain't it? Yes. Well, then, that's where he is. Lucky, it's three in the morning. How about us calling the whole thing off and going to bed? Can't. Well, if the police are satisfied he is shot from outside, why shouldn't we be? Because I know more than the police do. Okay, you know more than... Huh? You know more about what? What's going on in this house. For instance... We know that a baby cries in this house and that there's no baby. Yeah? We know that Cherry predicted Job's death not ten minutes before he was killed. You mean her saying they would get him before the law did? Yes. How did she know? Well, how about her being in cahoots with the killer on the outside? Maybe. We also know that just before Job was killed, the lights went out in the library. And the baby cried. Yes, but what made the lights go out? Well, somebody snapped the switch. But who? No one in the room was nearer than six feet to the switch. It's right beside the door. Somebody must have sneaked the door open, reached in, and snapped them off. Who? Well, the guy that shot Job from the porch. Maybe. I don't think so. Well, why don't you? Yeah, bring your flashlight over here and run it along the floor. What for? Would you mind, Doc? Oh, no, of course not. Thanks. Hmm. Okay. You know, fella, don't mind me saying so, but I think you're trying to make something out of nothing. You can go to bed if you want to. Oh, you know, doggone well, I won't go to bed till you do. Suit yourself. Why do you think somebody in this house done murder At least you can tell me that much. It was too well set up. It was all planned. What was? The murder. Cherry insisted on bringing the whole family down here. Cherry accused Job of killing the chauffeur and predicting his death. Cherry was frightened from the moment we brought her into this room with Job. Cherry's always scared. Just the same. She was breathless, expectant, waiting for something to happen. Then you you really think she done it? Uh, On the other hand, Grandmother Martin acted very peculiar. She insisted on arranging the chairs in a certain position in the room. She insisted on each one of the family taking a certain chair. She selected the chair right in front of the window for Job. But didn't Faye explain that she'd been doing that since they were little kids? Yet when I interviewed the family on the first night we got here, she didn't insist. Everyone sat where he wanted to. Hmm. That's funny. Yes, I think so, too. The only thing about Grandma doing it, though, everybody said Job was her favorite. You don't just up and murder your favorite grandchild. You don't even help somebody else do it. Still, she did make him sit in the chair in front of the window. Yeah, she done that all right. But looky, Jack, just before the murder... Uh, You were so sure that Faye was the one. I'm still not overlooking her. She's the most intelligent, the most capable of planning a foolproof murder. And she she was the one nearest. Hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something. Did you hear any gun go off? What's that? When Joe was shot. Did you hear any gun go off? No. Well, neither did I. Just a smashing of the wind. Which means the gun with the silencer was used. Yeah. I guess that'd have to be it, wouldn't it? Hmm. Well, well, what's that for? Huh? Well, what's Ah. doing that for? Marking on the floor where each chair is placed. Just in case they're moved. There. Yeah, now then, we're ready to go upstairs. To bed? <laughs> no, not to bed. Oh, all right, all right. I was just asking. Uh, well, will you tell me one thing, though? What? Why, if you think Cherry or Grandma or Faye is a killer, didn't you lock them up tonight? Well, I said Reggie to patrolling in front of their rooms, didn't I? Yeah, but this afternoon you had them all locked in. Had me and Reggie watching besides. Now you have their doors unlocked and... You only have Reggie on the job. I've been waiting for something to happen. Huh? You've been a-doing what? Waiting for something to happen. You mean that's what we've been doing in yonder in the library? Waiting for something? Yes. I thought you said you was hunting for something. Well, I had to put in the time some way. But what? Waiting for what? For the murderer to make the next move. For the... You mean you're turning the murderer loose to prowl in the house? That's about it. Well, just to see what he'll do next? Yes. Then well, why'd you bother to put Reggie up on the second floor? So we could get to all the rooms fast in case the baby cried. And no baby ain't cried. No. So you're giving up expecting something to happen? Maybe. I'll take it easy on the stairs. Yeah. Hey, that... That kind of makes my hair stand up, fella. Right this minute, a killer maybe be a sneaking and a crouching around in dark places. Hey, 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 hold it. What's the matter? There's somebody standing there at the head of the stairs. What's... Oh, what's the matter with you, Doc? That's Reggie. Well, what's he in the shadow for? Is that you, Jack? Yes, Reggie. Everything quiet up here? Too belly quiet if you ask me. Haven't heard anything, huh? Mm, there's been movement in Fay's room. I don't think that young woman's getting much sleep tonight. A bad conscience, maybe, huh? That's all you've heard? Funny thing, once I thought I heard a rustling of a dress. When was that? Oh, Fifteen, twenty minutes ago. What did it sound like? Oh, just movement. Like a drape blowing at an open window. Must have been hearing things known in the hall. If any of the doors had been open and closed, I'd have heard them. You couldn't have seen around the corner of the hall? No, but it's been so quiet, I would have heard the turn of a doorknob. Maybe. Maybe not. Let's have a look. But I tell you, Jack, this is there's a... no time for guesswork. We'll make sure. This is Faye's room. Yeah. Give me your flashlight. Uh-huh. Wait here. I thought you said Faye was awake. She was. Half an hour ago. Is she all right, Jack? Yes. Her bed looks like it had been stirred up with a spoon, but she's asleep now. Hope's right around the corner of the hall. All right. I don't see how anyone can sleep tonight. Her brother murdered. Exhaustion. I suppose so. This is it. Wait here. Funny they didn't lock their doors from inside. But I was on duty up here. Just the same with somebody prowling. Oh, uh, Hope okay? Yes. Doesn't look like she'd moved since she got into that bed. Doc, you keep watch down here while Reggie and I go up on the third floor and have a look at Grandma Cherry. Sure. Go ahead. Come on, Reggie.
3: Hey. hey, what's going on? Oh, hello, Faye. Did somebody just come into my room?
2: Yeah, Jack, uh, just checking up.
3: Oh, he's got his nerve.
2: For your own good.
3: I'll bet I was something to look at. Didn't he ever hear the old saw that sleeping girl's lie? I mean, Guess not. Where is he now?
2: Oh, up on the third floor, checking on Grandma and Cherry.
3: <laughs> Grandma's going to love that. Oh,
2: business is business.
3: <laughs> Grandma keeps a poker beside her bed.
2: For his own good, he'd better not wake her up. Grandma's asleep? Yes. She snores. <laughs> now then, across the hall is Cherry. Listen. The baby. Quick, look in Cherry's room. Right? Righto. Turn on the light. I'm trying to. Here it is. I see. She's not here. Cherry's not here. Downstairs, quick. Get down. Wait. What's that? Here by the door. Look handkerchief but blood on it. Oh, I say! Come on, don't stand there. Jack, Jack, wait a minute. Look here. We haven't got time for anything. But right, right here by the head of the stairs. A shoe. What's that? Here, let me see it. A girl's shoe. Cherries. Come on, keep your eyes open. I don't know. Yeah. Here's something else. Yeah, I say, a ribbon out of her hair. Jack. Jack, the baby. Did you hear the baby? No, we heard it. And is not in the room. Cherry, you, you mean the baby's got her? Don't be a fool. Doc, you stay here and guard these doors. Reggie and I've got a job on our hands. Oh. Where are you going? Search the house. She seems to have been dropping things all along the way. I say, what's this? A stocking. Oh, looks like a strip tease here. I'm downstairs to the first floor. Uh-oh. There's something at the foot of the stairs. Another shoe. What's that in the hallway? Get it. I say, I don't see it. Put at the back of the house. <laughs> the baby again. Hurry. Hurry. She must have gone this way. All right. What'd you pick up that time? I don't know, but it's it's feminine, lacy and perfume. Well, hang on to it. Now this goes into the kitchen. Come on. I look around. I say, here it is. Bit of a lace. Looks like it was off a dress. Right in front of this door. Joe. Dark. Dark. Must be the cellar. Find a light? Fine. Here it is. Come on. Here, yeah, this way. Jack, I say, the furnace. It's going full blast. I can see it. But the furnace, full blast, at three in the morning? Look. Look there, Reggie. It's Cherry. Cherry lying in front of the furnace. Here, let me see. Bound hand and foot. And gagged. She's unconscious. But Jack, the furnace. You think they were going to do it? Do you? THE <laughs> END
1: Transcribed Adventures of Jack, Duck, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Forsen as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Casting System presents, I Love a Mystery, transcribed...
2: you've seen one of them, these people you call they.
4: Yes, but not his face.
2: No, no, no. Don't try to sit up.
4: Uh, I'm thirsty.
2: Get a glass of water, Doc. Water coming right up. Just lie still and keep covered up.
4: Where am I?
2: Don't you recognize your own bedroom?
4: Oh, oh yes.
2: You're sure you do?
4: Yes. It's my bedroom. I always hated it. Why? Because when I was little, Grandma punished me by locking me in here. I was afraid. Why? There were pictures on the wall. Pictures of Humpty Dumpty and Simple Simon and Peter Piper. And a lot more.
2: You mean the wall was papered with Mother Goose
1: characters?
4: Yes. And they wouldn't stop looking at me. Even when I shut my eyes, they were still there looking at me. Laughing.
2: Laughing. That was when you were a very little girl? Yes. Here you are, Jack. Couldn't find a glass. All right. No, let me raise you up. All right. There. Go ahead. Thank you. Better? Yes. Now then, you say you didn't see him. That is, his face.
4: No. They're very clever.
2: Was his face covered?
4: No. It just wasn't there. Wasn't there? He had a kind of hood over his head was all kind of blank and dark inside the hood.
2: Doggone. Describe what you didn't see. Oh, oh, oh.
4: Do I have to? Please. Well, the hood and then kind of a short smock, you know, big and full. I think it was made of satin. What color was it? Red. Red like when you stick your finger and the blood comes out.
2: Hey, Cherry, are you telling the truth?
4: Yes, I am. I am.
2: And what about his trousers? Oh,
4: I don't remember. I don't remember whether he had legs or
2: not. You don't remember whether he had legs or not? No. And yet he picked you up and carried you down to the furnace room, so he must have had legs.
4: Yeah, I guess he must.
2: How did he get here in your bedroom in the first place?
4: He he, he just opened the door and walked in.
2: Why didn't you scream? I was
4: too scared. And then he put a gag in my mouth.
2: Didn't you fight him?
4: Oh, I couldn't move.
2: You just laid there and let him let him gag you and hog tie? Yes. I couldn't move. And all the time Reggie Reggie was out there patrolling the hall. Well, how come he didn't see you when old No Face picked you up and carried you out? I don't
4: know. He kept my face pressed against his chest hard, so I couldn't see a thing. I thought I was going to smother.
2: And then he carried you down to the furnace room. Yes. And then he turned on the furnace full blast. Yes. Why? What do you think he intended to do? Oh,
4: I know what he was going to do.
2: Well, then why didn't he do it?
4: Because just then the baby began to cry.
2: Oh, yes, the baby.
4: Yes, the baby cried. And, and that's the last I saw of him.
2: You didn't see which way he went? No.
4: He was there and, and then he was gone.
2: And the next you knew, we were beside you. Yes. Well, son, it looks like we got to sit our traps for a feller in a red smock and no face. Yes. Yes, it does, doesn't it?
4: Where, where's Grandma and the girls?
2: Down the library. Reggie's staying with them. Why? Reasons of my own.
4: You, you haven't done a very good job here, have you? Well, what do you mean? Since you came, the chauffeur was killed. And now Job is dead. That's right. And then this happened to me.
2: Well, you'd rather have someone else?
4: No. You couldn't help it. Nobody could.
2: You think this reign of terror is going to continue?
4: It's got to. It can't stop now. It's got to go on and on and on until there isn't any of us left. Nobody but Grandma.
2: You mean you think you and Hope and Faye's going to be killed?
4: Yes, I know.
2: it. You say you know. Do you actually, or is it just your belief? It's
4: the same thing. I haven't been wrong about anything I said was going to
2: happen. That's right, Jack. She kept saying over and over that Joe was in a bad spot.
4: And Hope. She's in the worst danger right now.
2: Now, What about Faye? I don't
4: care about Faye. She doesn't like me. And I don't like her.
2: But she's going to die, too.
4: Yes, but I don't care about that. Job was the one who bothered me most.
2: And next to Job, you like Hope the most. Yes. Cherry, do you know a girl named Pauline West?
4: Pauline West?
2: Yes. Do you?
4: Why do you ask that?
2: Just answer. Do you or don't you?
4: I... Yes, I've heard the name somewhere. Sounds familiar.
2: She's a radio actress. Now, do you recognize her? I...
4: No, I don't think so.
2: What the heck's a radio actress named Pauline West got to do with this, Jack? I don't know, but I found several casting sheets down in the furnace room made out in her name. He found what? Casting sheets.
4: What's
2: a casting sheet? It's a form sent out to actors and artists who've been cast on a show. Tells the time of rehearsal, the date and hour of the show, and the amount of money the performance pays. Okay, so you found a casting sheet for Pauline West, and I still want to know what that's got to do with all the rough stuff that's going on here. Probably nothing. Simply a new name in the picture. And if there's a Pauline West connected with this house, I want to know it. Well, wouldn't Cherry know it if there was? Seems likely. But I'd still like to know what that casting sheet was doing in the furnace room. Must not be a very good actress... I never heard of it before. Oh. You listen to radio shows? Of course I do. Well, anyway, all of them, it's got girls on them. What you think I just bought a battery set to carry around with me for? Huh. In love with all the women on the air. And boy, is there a couple of them that I'd like to write dialogue for. Would I? You're darn right. The words I'd put in those babies' mouths would make the radio sensors turn over in their graves. What do you know about radio sensors? Nothing. Then what are you talking about? Okay. Hey. Hey, Jack, look. Cherry. Cherry, a little fool, come back here. What's the matter with you? Where do you think you're going? No place. Well, come back here and get into bed. Pull the covers back Doc. Yeah.
4: There.
2: Now, get into that bed. All
4: right. I wasn't going anywhere.
2: And what do you mean, trying to sneak out on us?
4: No, I wasn't. I just don't like this room.
2: Well, would you like us to move you downstairs? Jack. Jack, where are you? Hey, that's Reggie. Up in Cherry's room, Reggie.
4: Something's happened. I knew it.
2: Jack. Jack, Hope's got away. Hope's got away. Why? She snapped off the light in the library downstairs and was out the door and gone before I could get it back on. Probably on her way down to an employment agency to get herself a new chauffeur. Now never mind that, Doc. Where are Faye and her grandmother? I locked them in the powder room just off the hall while I came up to tell you. Are they all right there? Well, they can't get out. Good. Doc. Yeah? You stay here with Cherry. I'm going with Reggie. Okay. Don't let her out of your sight for a minute. You hear that, Cherry Honey? Come on, Reggie. Do you think Hope left that house? No, I think she went
4: towards the furnace. Furnace room? Did he say furnace room?
2: That's what he said. That Hope was heading for the furnace room.
4: But she mustn't, she mustn't.
2: Why not? Because
4: that's where things happen to people.
2: Things happen to folks in the furnace room? Yes, man?
4: go tell them, go tell them quick.
2: Hey, you mean that?
4: Yes, don't you understand? Go tell them to keep Hope away from there.
2: Well, I don't know. Jack said to stay here with oh, you. Oh, hurry, hurry. You promised to stay right there in bed? Yes, yes. Okay, I'll be right back. I'll leave the door open. No, no.
4: No, hurry, hurry. Hurry. Poor little Hope. Poor little sister Hope. i better hurry,
2: hurry. Okay, Cherry, get back into bed. no. Now, come on. Get back into bed where you belong.
4: But you didn't go. You didn't go.
2: No, but I just waited outside the door to see what was, uh, why you were so anxious for me to leave.
4: But I was just going to help find Hope.
2: Well, Jack and Reggie's pretty good at that sort of thing. But
4: but, but I know, I think I know where she is.
2: Well, if she's in this house, they'll find
4: her. But she's in such danger. They've got to hurry.
2: Now, looky, Cherry. How could you know that?
4: But I do I do. Hey, shut up.
2: What's the matter? There's somebody out in the hall. Oh, no. listen.
4: It's them. They've come back. Maybe. But it is. I know
2: it. I hope so. I ain't never seen a fella with no face and a red oh, smile. Could
4: I get under the bed, please? You
2: stay right where you are. Listen. They're
4: right beside the door. I
2: can feel them. Somebody out there, okay?
4: Have you got a gun? No. Oh. Please. Get under the bed No Where are you going?
2: I'm going to sneak over the door Maybe I can jump
4: Oh, no That's what they're waiting for Lay still and keep quiet Hmm, that's
2: funny What's the matter? Wasn't nobody
4: out there at all Yes, there was I know there was
2: Not when I got there I know what's the matter You're giving me the jumps You got me seeing things that ain't there too I tell you, there was something
4: Oh, that's right Hello, Texas.
2: Well, hey, Hope, everybody in this house is looking for you. Now, that's silly. What you dodge out of the library for?
4: I had to see Cherry, my little sister Cherry. Oh, I'm so glad you came. I was so scared for you. Sisterly devotion, huh? Yes. I love you so.
3: <laughs> she loves me so. Now, isn't that sweet?
4: Oh, Hope, don't say that. You and Job, you two are all in the world I've got to love.
5: And now you haven't got Job.
4: But i still got you. No, you haven't. Oh, oh, please. No, you haven't got me. Not any of me. Then, then why are you coming over here to the bed? Go away if you don't love me.
3: I want to show you something. What, what do you mean? Look what I found.
4: The gun. The gun. That's right. The gun that killed Joe. Hey, what'd you give say? Give it to me. Jerry, stop
2: it. Let go of it. Hey, hey, don't give do it that. Give it to me. You give give it it. I won't give it to give you. Me. <laughs> you shot her he shot home. (laughs)
1: Transcribed Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Forsen as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking. Broadcasting System presents, I Love a Mystery, transpired...
2: not only is there a policeman outside Hope's door, but there's a doctor and a nurse inside with her. Well, what's Anita Reggie, a gardener, too? Right. Hope's got a fighting chance to stay alive. The doctor says with an even break, she'll pull through. I'm going to see if she gets that break.
5: I don't get you, Mr. Packard. Yes, please explain yourself. Do you mean you're protecting her from something?
2: You bet I'm protecting her from something, Mrs. Randolph Martin.
5: But
3: that's absurd. Hope was accidentally shot when she and Cherry were wrestling for the gun. Maybe. No, maybe about it. You have the word of your own
5: companion, Mr. Long, here, who saw it.
2: Yeah, there ain't no getting away from that, Jack. I saw it all right. I wish I'd seen it. Why? Look, Doc, I want you to tell your story again. In front of Grandma Martin and Faye here. Go over it again, every detail. Well, when Reggie came running upstairs and said Hope had escaped from the library and was loose in the house, you told me to stay right with Cherry, not leave her for a minute. Yes. Then you and Reggie run downstairs. Well, the minute you was out of sight... Cherry started in saying, Don't let Hope go to the furnace room. Don't let Hope go to the furnace room. Kept saying it over and over. And then she says, Hurry, hurry, go tell him. You must warn him." What did you do? Well, she sounded so scared. I thought maybe that I ought to tell you, and I started out the door. And just as I got out in the hall, I remembered you saying, Don't leave Cherry under any circumstances. So I whirled around and tiptoed back to the door... And there was Cherry out of bed and putting on some slippers and her bathrobe. Well, I grabbed her and stuck her back
3: in bed. Where was the terrified mouse going?
2: Well, she said she was going to find Hope, that she thought that she knew where she was. Then what happened? Well, then the bedroom door was uh, was open, and I thought I heard somebody out in the hall. Cherry said it was them, that they had come back. Well, I sneaked over the door and looked out, and nobody was there. Hm. Some more of Cherry's romantic nonsense. Yeah, well, I hardly got back in the room when Hope comes in. Now, this is the part I'm especially interested in. Be very sure about every detail. Where were you standing? At the foot of Cherry's bed. What was Cherry doing? Well, the minute she saw Hope come in the door, she sat up in bed. And Hope, where was she? Well, she come in the door and walked about halfway between the door and the bed at first. All right, now go on. Well, yeah, well, Hope just walked in and said, Hello, Cherry. Well, I was looking at Hope, but she, Cherry made kind of a funny little gurgling noise in her throat, and I looked at her, and she was kind of green around the gills and trembling.
3: Cherry, afraid of Hope? What are you talking about? Well, that's the way it was, you. I'm just telling you what I saw. Horse feathers.
2: Well, I'm only telling you what I saw. Go on. What then? Well, I said, hey, Hope, everybody's looking for you. Why'd you dodge out of the library? She said, on account I got to see Cherry, my little sister Cherry. Just how did she say it?
3: I can tell you how she said it. She was making fun of Cherry.
2: Was that it, Doc? Well, yeah, kind of all right. Cherry was a-shivering all the time. But she said, oh, I'm so glad you came. I was so scared for you. Then she said, I love you so, Job and you.
3: (laughs) The mouse always was sloppy with her emotions.
2: Yeah, it kind of made the hair stand up on my neck. Her saying sweet things in a kind of pleading voice and all the time trembling so she could hardly talk. What was Hope's reaction? Well, she said, "And, and now you ain't got Job. And Cherry said, but I still got you. And Hope said, no, you haven't. Not any of me. And then she started toward the bed. Well, uh, Cherry kind of cringed down and said, said, go away, if you don't love me. But Hope kept it coming until she got right up to the bed. What were you doing all this time? Well, just standing there at the foot of the bed. That's great. But Jack... Forget it. Go on. Well, when she got right up to the bed, she pulled out Job's gun with a silencer on it. And the next thing I knew that they, they was fighting, fighting over like a couple of cats. And before I could get around the bed, it went off. And Hope sort of stood up, stood up on her tiptoes, and and then just crumbled up, all in a heap. You said before that Hope said it was the gun that killed Job? Yeah, that's right, she did. You're sure she didn't say where she got the gun? No, just that she found
5: it. Mr. Long? Yeah, Grandma? Was it your impression that Hope... Intended to shoot Cherry with that gun?
2: Well, she was sure enough going to do something with
5: it. But she didn't say anything about shooting Cherry.
2: Oh well, no, not exactly. Just, just look what I've got.
3: Then maybe she actually just intended to show the gun to Cherry. Cherry got excited and thought she was going to shoot and made a grab for the gun.
2: Well, maybe. Doc, you believe Hope came up here with the planned purpose of killing Cherry? Well, doggone it, Jack. She was all steamed up for something. You could see hate all over her face. You'd have thought Cherry was a worm the way she stepped on her. And, 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 and when that gun come out of her dress, there was no fool in the back.
3: I don't believe it.
2: Well, let's see now. If Hope did intend to kill Cherry... Could she also be responsible for the other deaths? Well, she was the last one to see the chauffeur alive. That we know about.
3: And she was sitting in the library right next to Job when he was shot. Nonsense.
2: Not such nonsense as you might think,
5: Grandma. I say nonsense. Well, if that's the way you feel. It's exactly the way I feel. None of my granddaughters is a murderer. Nor are they connected with murderers. The chauffeur and Job were killed by men outside this house. Hope was accidentally shot. That's all there is to it. To try to read anything more into it is unjust and unfair to the name of Martin.
2: Grandmother Martin, you know better than that.
5: I know nothing of the kind. The police will eventually find the killers of Job and the chauffeur. The doctor gives Hope a good chance for recovery. That's the end of it.
2: You believe that, Faye?
3: Why not? What grandma says goes.
2: You're not interested in where Hope found the gun with the silencer? You're not interested in who bound and gagged Cherry and carried it out to the furnace room? You don't want to know what makes the baby cry when it's... Yeah. Huh? What's the matter, Jack? Doc, did the baby cry before Hope was shot? Hey. It didn't?
5: No, not a peep out of him.
2: You don't suppose he's losing his grip, do you? Well,
5: there you are. That proves the shooting of Hope was an accident. It does? Certainly. You said yourself the baby always cried as a warning when one of the family was in danger.
2: Yes, and certainly Hope was in danger, whether accidentally or by plan. Why didn't the baby cry? Because it happened too fast. What if our psychic baby can anticipate a planned attack? Why couldn't it anticipate an accident just as easily? I guess I don't know. I'll tell you why. It didn't dare cry.
3: But why not?
2: Never mind why not. But that's the answer. It didn't dare cry. Well, ain't you going to say any more than that? No, if you don't get the answer from that, I'm not going to tell you.
5: Mr. Packard, you mean you know more than you're telling us?
2: I know a great deal more. I know who the murderer is. I know where I can put my finger on the baby when I want it. I know who killed Job and how it was done. I know who they are, those they people Cherry's so frightened of. And she has a right to be frightened. I'd rather be where Job and the chauffeur are right now than to have them after me.
5: Mr. Packard, you're talking
3: like a madman.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah, fella, what's eating on you?
3: So you know who the murderer is?
2: That's right, Faye. Mm-hmm.
3: That's interesting. Very interesting.
2: Faye, I asked Cherry this question, I'm asking you. Do you know a radio actress by the name of Pauline West? What's that? Oh, you do.
3: Pauline West... What has she got to do with this?
2: If you know Pauline West, then you certainly know her. Yes,
5: that. yes, of course. Why didn't I think of it before? What's this nonsense about Pauline West?
2: You never heard of her? An actress on the radio?
5: What would I know about a radio actress?
2: Well, Faye, apparently you're the one person in the house who knows her. Well, what of it? I called the broadcasting company where she had done most of her work and asked them where she lived. They gave me this address. That's preposterous. I don't think so. Down in the furnace room earlier tonight, I found casting sheets.
3: You found what?
2: A printed form from the broadcasting studio giving the day and hour of her broadcast and how much money she was to get. How much? Well, it wouldn't buy any fur coats.
5: Then we may assume she's not a star.
2: No, run-of-the-mill actress.
5: Well, young man, there's no actress in this house, run-of-the-mill or any other kind. Faye. Yes?
2: Remember the night the chauffeur was killed? You told me you'd been down in the furnace room burning some letters. Yes. It wasn't casting sheets you were burning, was it?
3: Oh, really? <laughs> Are you asking me to break right down here and confess all my sins? <laughs> I'm just
2: asking you if you were down there burning casting sheets and that some of them were dropped unnoticed by
3: him. No, I wasn't burning Pauline West's casting sheets.
2: But looky, Jack, this don't make sense. If there's a girl named Pauline West in this house, why ain't we seen her? You want to answer that, Frank?
3: No. Do you?
2: Not just yet.
3: I didn't think so.
2: But I will tell you one thing. You're one person who isn't going to get out of our sight for one second from now until this case is cleaned up. Dangerous. Very dangerous.
5: Are you saying my granddaughter Faye is dangerous?
2: Faye understands what I mean.
5: Sure.
2: Doc. Yeah? Faye's your one and only responsibility from now on. I don't care where she goes, what she does, or what happens. You don't leave her. Not under any circumstances, get it? Got it.
3: (laughs) Hello, Shadow.
2: Lady, me and you (laughs) is the same as handcuffed together. Beginning now. Well, so you don't forget it.
3: Mr. Packard...
5: I've changed my mind.
2: You've changed your mind about what?
5: I've decided that your services in this house are no longer needed.
1: You what?
5: I say I don't want you here any longer. Well, that's too bad. It's not too bad. It's the end. Get your things and get out.
2: Hey, Loki, Grandma. You heard on. me. Get out at once. You mean now, just as the case is on the point of being solved, you want us to leave? Yes. You want this murderer free to roam this house? You want your granddaughters left unprotected to face sure death? Is that what you want? I want you to get out. Very well. Hey, Jack. Shut up, Doc. Very well, I'll turn over my information to the police and we'll get our things. Wait. Well?
5: There's a check for $10,000 waiting for you at my attorney's office. Hot dog. On the understanding that the moment you pick it up, all three of you leave Hollywood and disappear for a year. After I've turned my information over to the police. No. You talk to no one. That's out. For $10,000? Absolutely
2: out. You know as well as I do that I have information in this house that the police would never find out you know that every granddaughter in your house could be killed, and except for what I know, it would remain a baffling mystery to the end of time.
5: Yes, I know that.
2: Well, that information is not to be bought. Not at any price.
5: Then if I was the murderer, do you know what I would do?
2: It might be interesting to
5: know. If I was the murderer, Mr. Packard, I would see that you, of all people, never left this house alive. Hey, Grandma. Yes, I'm quite certain that is exactly what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my
1: Transcribed Adventures of Jack, Doc, and Reggie will come to you tomorrow at this same hour. I Love a Mystery, written and directed by Carlton E. Morse, comes to you Monday through Friday, featuring Russell Thorson as Jack, Jim Bowles as Doc Long, and Tony Randall as Reggie York. Frank McCarthy speaking.
0: So these episodes um, are pretty much recaps until the final climax of the series giving you more information on the family. Like, who's this Pauline West girl? You know, what's the deal with Faye going down in the basement and, like, burning up the letters? What is the they look like? Apparently they are wearing red satin cloaks with no faces. And Cherry finally saw one, so that's how she described it. Kind of weird. Very 1930s, 1940s cultist look, especially if you read H.P. Lovecraft. Ryan and I have listened to the whole thing. And we're wondering who Kirk thinks is the murderer.
6: Okay, so I've been trying to deduce. At first, I thought it was Faith, but I don't think it's her. They're making it too obvious that they're trying to make it her. And then the stuff that Charity was doing with when she was up in the bed and she was trying to get out and she was freaking out, that kind of led me towards it. Mm -hmm. I was thinking Charity because she's acting too god. Okay. but she's also in your face too. So it's mm-hmm. hope. It's hope, right? Right? Tell me. I'm not gonna say. Okay. Tell me. I can't wait till next week. I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah, I first, and I also thought it was grandma, right? Because in the episode only episode person...
0: 12, where Jack's telling her that he knows exactly who did it, how they did it, why? Because it's Jack. Tells me yeah, it's Jack <laughs> from the plane before yep. the episode started. Yep. Um.
6: That. Then she fires them right there. Yeah. She's like, so, get out. Yeah, Matt now makes me like, it's, I think Grandma has a hand in it. Could it be Job? Or uh, Job's, is Job's he, dead.
0: Or is he really dead? We don't know. They're, they're not doctors, so. They don't know, know. They just saw a
6: body on the ground. Yeah. But it did have a lot of blood, so. So he's probably dead. He's probably dead. I don't know. I can't wait to listen to it for next week so I can find out who did it. Well, the cops came and took Job away, right? Yep, yep. So, So yeah, it can't be Job. Job's dead. Okay. They come and take the chauffeur away too. Yeah, yep. Okay. All right. So, you guys are really good at stone face. Can't read at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's Doc. (laughs) Doc's never around.
7: He's always around. Is the problem?
6: Is it no? (sighs) Which one's always not a Reggie? Reggie. Reggie's never around. No.
7: Reggie's
0: always walking the corridors up on the third floor or something like that. Yeah.
6: Hmm.
7: But again, he would have to do it on the plane.
0: Kill Joe from the plane? No, he would have to have
6: started this process. Yes. Okay, well... Tune in next week! I can't wait. Now I'm going to have to go home and listen to him. This, not at the last minute. Not rush through them. Ryan, what's your take on these?
7: They're just really good stories. Like you said, they are recaps, so... Um, filling in some gaps that you may not have thought about. So this part of it kind of did get a little bit dry to me, but Doc drives me insane. I, just, <laughs> I figured yeah. you'd like the part where, uh, you,
0: Jack is telling Doc,
7: shut uh, up. Yeah.
6: Shut up. My favorite part of all 12 episodes, um, <laughs> shut up. Shut <laughs> up, Doc. Gra- Grandma seemed kind of, I want you both out of here. Mm-hmm. She sounded robotic and... She didn't seem very upset
7: that uh, Job nope. was dead.
6: no, nope. nope. Her <laughs> favorite, a supposed favorite's dead. and That's why I think it's
7: Job. Come to think of it, none of them really sounded upset. No. They, like, you know, I don't know. Me personally, go down to, you know, the entryway and see a dead body sitting there, whether I hate him or not, kind of freaked me out.
6: Freaked me out. I'd probably, um, I'd
7: probably throw up. They didn't freak out on the chauffeur and they didn't, you know, and then their brother dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'd probably throw right. up. More money for out. us. All right. Yeah.
0: Right. When, uh, when Jack is saying that, to talk, when he's talking to Faye, and he's like, we have to call the cops. And she's like, why? <laughs> because we do? Well, that's stupid. Why? You yeah.
6: know? Don't maybe, ask stupid questions. Maybe it's the three of them. Maybe. maybe. it's Grandma, the four of them. Grandma, Faith, Hope, and Charity.
7: But why would they hire, why would Grandma hire those guys to come in?
6: Because they want to, she wants to kill. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
6: I'm just saying.
0: And Jack does give a lot of hints in the last episode. A I only a uh, lot of hints.
6: I only know I know more than everybody in here.
0: And that's when he's like Doc's like, I don't understand. He's like, well I'm not telling you right now.
6: Yeah. If you can't figure it out from
0: that, I'm not telling you.
6: I'm not gonna lie, Jack made me want to slap the shit out of him <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I love Jack though. I just wanted to smack the crap out of
7: him. Oh, this is just an excellent show.
6: Yeah, it is. I'm in, I I've enjoyed every episode. Absolutely. Especially when I, you know, figure out which ones we're supposed to listen to.
0: Yeah, you got to re- listen to them in order. Yeah.
6: So now I'm going when, when we're doing this show, I'm going to be like, okay, just so I'm sure, what episodes are we listening to again?
0: Next week, 13, 14, and 13 15.
6: 13 and 14. Well, that's all we have left. That's all we have left.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, we'll be back next week with episodes 13, 14, and 15 of this series. All right. It's been Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. Talk to you later.